Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Sarah. Rhymes with Sarah. And this is a Sarah Sloan show. I hope you guys are doing well. We have a lot to hit today, so I'm really excited to get into it. I'm here with my father. Um, all right, so first story. This was kind of a bigger one that I think everyone knew about, really all age groups, and it was that Elon Musk was going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. So that's a big deal because he's a bit of a controversial figure, and a lot of the just celebrities will typically go on there. I always think it's more interesting whenever people that aren't actors or musicians are on there just because I think it gives some diversity, but they typically only have actors and actresses. Mm. Um, but he is really, he's hated by the left and I don't exactly know why, because everything that he tries to do helps him with their environmental causes. He's making electric cars. He's tried to create solar roofing. Um, He's trying to get people to other planets. It's just like, I, I don't understand. Honestly, I feel like the right should dislike him more. But uh, yet we don't, and somehow we've embraced him. And of course, he's really uh, become notorious for the time that he was on Joe Rogan's show, the podcast, and uh, he was smoking weed <laughs> with Joe Rogan and just said a lot of stuff and... I think the Tesla stock somehow went down or something along those lines, but he's just always remembered for that. So um, we're going to play a clip just kind of pre him being on the show, and then we'll play a clip of what it was like whenever he was on it. Welcome back. Time for the morning buzz. First up live from New York, it is Elon Musk. The announcement, the tech titan is hosting Saturday Night Live. Upcoming uh, Saturday on March 8th is no laughing matter for some cast members, apparently. Bowen Yang responding on Instagram by saying, what does this even mean? And he isn't alone. Fellow castmate A.D. Bryan posted a screenshot of a tweet by Bernie Sanders stating that the 50 wealthiest people in America own more wealth than the bottom half of Americans, calling the disparity a moral obscenity. Their posts have since been deleted. Obviously, him hosting the show was not a positive for everybody on the show, Rob. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, let's not be mistaken, Maria. This is all about politics. This is about unions. This is about exactly Bernie Sanders. We all know that Hollywood is not the most centric of environments, so it's completely about that. But look, at the end of the day, Saturday Night Live is trying to stay relevant. We see what's going on with media. I can't blame them, but make no mistake, this is all about politics. Dagan, what do you say? Stop whining. Maybe it'll help your <laughs> ratings with Elon Musk. Guess what? The Tesla is popular. Elon Musk and his company created it. Rocket Company. He's a, a superstar. You could only hope that you would be, you know, have a fraction of the man's wealth. Whether he can act or not remains to be seen. But you know what? At this point, SNL should try anything to boost those ratings. I don't expect him yeah. to be in sketches, though. I think that they're going to they guarantee they'll make fun of him potentially. But Miley Cyrus is going to be on. Miley can act. Yep, so, yeah, oh, I didn't mention that. Miley Cyrus was a musical guest host. Mm. They always have the main and then the musical. And, she, yeah, she's been on there six times, so she's very comfortable with the SNL cast. She was even trying to promote the show, obviously, because she's going to be on it. 
and she was making some jokes with Elon back and forth on Twitter. And some people were like, wow, Miley, we're going to forget that you did this. Or just like, you shouldn't be supporting this. You shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. I, I think she doesn't give a flip. And you know what they both have in common? They were both on Joe Rogan's show. I think there's something about once you get on Joe Rogan's show, you don't care as much what the people say, like, or, you know, giving into the wokeness. Mm. So, yeah, it was like she didn't give into that. But these cast members that were, you know, putting up a fit about being in, or Elon Musk being on, a, being on SNL, they were given the option, hey, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to be on his show. You're not going to be, or on this show, you're not going to be punished for that. And I watched every single uh, clip of it because I was very interested to see, and they were all on there. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day, they're going to throw their little fits. But there's one thing that always rules out their desire to be on the screen. <laughs> and it doesn't matter mm. how controversial mm. the figure is who's on the show. They will do that no matter what. Um, so, yeah, pretty interesting. I was just wondering if the only thing they don't like about Elon Musk is his wealth. Yeah, must, I guess so. You know, it's hard to think that that would be the only thing. I wonder if there's some viewpoints he's expressed. Well, he is, you know, he's not going to just be a total lefty all the way. He will somehow, uh, sometimes have nuanced views. Um, but seriously, I don't know what what they dislike about him. He's created a business. Mm. Um, I think even the lady who's in charge of SpaceX, well, yeah, sorry, that's a, it's a lady that's in charge of SpaceX, his space program. That's a big deal. In mm. their mind, I thought that mattered. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that his side right-hand person is a woman as well. Like, he's not, (laughs) he's nothing for them to be angry about. Um, And even the fact with his rockets, a lot of times you lay on the rocket and you can never use it again. And it's very expensive to create the rocket. And he has, I think he's already a few times had it to where you could use part of the rocket again. Mm. And he saved money in that way. Recyclable rockets. Yes, there we go. <laughs> so they have a little recycle bin that you just put it in. <laughs> and I was then wondering, you can bring it to Walmart. And <laughs> <laughs> if it really is his wealth, <clears throat> what is the level of wealth that you cannot surpass mm. in order to be still acceptable to them? And why are we okay with Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> That's right. Because that is unacceptable. <laughs> well, you can go higher if you're black. It's it's just ridiculous. It really yeah. is. Um, okay, so now this is a Washington Post clip of just kind of what happened. I, I like the way they sum it up. They're actually really good at this. So here we go. Tesla CEO and SpaceX founder Elon Musk hosted SNL this weekend and seemed to enjoy poking fun at himself. It's an honor to be hosting Saturday Night Live. I mean that. Sometimes after I say something, I have to say, I mean that. (laughs) So people really know that I mean it. That's because I don't always have a lot of intonation or variation in how I speak. (laughs) Which I'm told makes for great comedy. During the monologue, Musk revealed that he has Asperger's. I'm actually making history tonight as the first person with Asperger's to host SNL. But don't worry, I'm pretty good at running human in emulation mode. The billionaire lamented coverage of a moment in 2018 when he appeared to smoke marijuana during an interview with podcaster Joe Rogan. Now, a lot of times, people are reduced to the dumbest thing they ever did. 
Like one time, I smoked ro- uh, weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> and now, all the time, I hear Elon Musk. All he ever does is smoke weed on podcasts. <laughs> like I go from podcast to podcast, lighting up joints. The show aired on the eve of Mother's Day, and moms of the cast joined their children on stage. This is my mom, the woman who taught me everything I know, including how to do reaction shots. Isn't that right, mom? You know I did. Musk invited on his mother at the end of the monologue when they referenced his support for the cryptocurrency Dogecoin. And I'm excited for my Mother's Day gift. I just hope it's not Dogecoin. It is. Uh, Elon Musk said he was getting off Twitter. Yeah, that, that didn't last very long. Overnight, he's been tweeting, and it is driving up Dogecoin pretty significantly. Dogecoin is the people's crypto. No need to be a gigachad to own. Musk later appeared on Weekend Update as a financial advisor to explain how cryptocurrency works. Now, what, what is Dogecoin? Well, it actually started as a joke based on an internet meme. Mm-hmm. But now it's taken off in a very real way. Okay, but what is Dogecoin? I keep telling you, it's a cryptocurrency you can trade for conventional money. Oh, so it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. The host also appeared in a Wild West sketch as Leron, a cowboy with unconventional solutions. We're on straight at him, guns blazing. Hooey, let's ride! Or, hear me out on this, we could tunnel down into the earth and come up underneath him. How about this? Underground tunnels to beat traffic congestion. Last night in Los Angeles, he unveiled the first tunnel in what he hopes will become a network of underground highways, he says. Musk also referenced Tesla and self-driving vehicles. Leron, I thought you was the electric horse guy. Yeah, isn't that yours plugged in outside? I do like electric horses and self-driving horses, which are just horses. The posse also managed to work in another reference to cryptocurrency. And besides, if we ambush that gang, we'll never find out where they hid all their gold. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that too. What if instead of panning for gold, we just create our own currency? Currency? Uh, yeah, and what the heck would it be based on? Whatever we say it's based on? Money works. <laughs> so yeah, pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, you know, brings some more variety to the show than some of their standard stuff. Yeah, I, and you know that that's what I liked about it. And sure, he's not the greatest actor, but that's the whole point. That's why it's funny. He's not an actor. He does business stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was really good. But apparently, with that Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. everybody was expecting uh, it to go up because he was going to mention it on SNL and it actually went down 30%. Oh, boy. But he was making those jokes and he said, yeah, it's a hustle. Like, what did he expect to happen? Yeah. But then he, I think he said he's going to do some project, some SpaceX project where it's going to be completely supported with Dogecoin because I think he was trying to make it go back up again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I actually have some friends that I know were really relying on the fact that it was going to go up. So... <laughs> Uh, kind of stinks, but that's what you get for putting your money in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't touch it. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, okay, so the next thing is apparently um, with the Golden Globes, which uh, nobody cares about, but there is the group that kind of judges who gets uh, who gets awards, mm, and mm-hmm. it's called the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and so this group apparently doesn't have a single black member and it, it's a 
pretty big group. I think it's got like 80 something people. Mm. Yeah, 87 people. So this is just something that people, the celebrities no longer can take. And they are boycotting it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, he is one of the most liberal, one of the most, most, most liberal celebrities. Literally said he was happy his mother uh, had an abortion for his brother. Mm. It, he is like, it, it is extreme. He's he's the Hulk. Why didn't he like his brother? <laughs> Golly, <laughs> you didn't even get to meet him, dude. It's just so sick. Yeah, because uh, usually you can use that argument. Well, are you were you really happy that you didn't have a brother and he was one of those people? That's crazy enough to actually say, yeah, I'm mm. glad. Mm. Um, and let's see there. Um, so what happened was Tom Cruise, he's had uh, his global, uh, go- wow, global, Golden Globes uh, from some of his movies and he returned it. Mm. So let's play this clip. Tom Cruise is returning his three Golden Globe statues to protest the Hollywood-born Press Association. Tom Cruise, Jerry Maguire. His trophies for Jerry Maguire, born on the 4th of July, and Magnolia. Thank you, uh, Hollywood Foreign Press. They do not have right now any black members of their 86. They haven't had a black member for over 20 years. It was time to say time's up on this. The Golden Globes is seen as an influential forerunner to the Oscars, but also somewhat of a joke in Hollywood. This is what Amy Poehler and Tina Fey had to say when they hosted in 2013. The HFPA is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and when left untreated, no, they can go. Oh. She's, she's kidding. There is uh, no known cure for the Hollywood Foreign Press. Now in a stunning turn, NBC just announced it is canceling next year's broadcast. We continue to believe that the HFPA is committed to meaningful reform. However, change of this magnitude takes time and work, and we feel strongly that the HFPA needs time to do it right. As such, NBC will not air the 2022 Golden Globes. Assuming the organization executes on its plan, we are hopeful we will be in a position to air the show in January 2023. Mark Malkin is with Variety. The future of the Golden Globes right now, that is a big question. Will the Golden Globes actually survive all this? All right, so uh, I wanted to applaud whenever they said that uh, the future of the Golden Globes is in question (laughs) because that is exciting. And here's the reality of it also. Um, the viewership has not been good for the Golden Globes. I think it was down to like 7 million and it used to do very well, way more than 7 million. And it's just gone down and down and down throughout the year. So the fact that the NBC is wanting to back out, they're acting like it's because of there being no uh, black member of mm-hmm. this uh, organization. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is. It's called it's not lucrative whenever there's so few viewers. That's what it is. Mm. But they're trying to act like, no, we need to figure this out. Then why was it continuing for 20 years? If if race is the most important issue in the world, Mm -hmm. then you should have stopped maybe last year or the year before. Did you not know that this group didn't have any black members? This wasn't a secret. It's only because the viewership is so low that it's no longer worth the investment. What I don't understand is Hollywood seems to be so sensitive to these issues. How could 
this go on for all these years, you know, are these conservative Hollywood people or <laughs> are these racist Hollywood people? You know, I don't, I don't know what, what would motivate them. I guess, obviously, you know, the ones that are on top, they want to remain there, but this would not be too hard for them to do, whether it's, you know, token minorities or what, you know, and um, I just really don't understand why they've been so, well, why they just haven't made changes. It, they must have felt pressure and threats long before now. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they totally could have. And, well, Scarlett Johansson, she was saying a lot about it as well. She was saying the HFPA is an organization that was legitimized by the likes of Harvey Weinstein to amass momentum for Academy recognition, and the industry followed suit. Unless there is, nece there is necessary fundamental reform within the organization, I believe it is time that we take a step back from the HFPA and focus on the importance and strength of unity within our unions and industry as a whole. So, sounds like she's a politician now, mm -hmm. not a celebrity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so then this was, uh, this was the, a statement from the HFPA. Regardless of the next air date of the Golden Globes, implementing transformational changes as quickly and as thoughtfully as possible remains the top priority for our organization. We invite our partners in the industry to the table to work with us on the sy systemic reform that is long overdue, both in our organization as well as within the industry at large. Mm. And they have a calendar outlining their efforts. Um, yeah, you just wonder, like, this... Obviously, I disagree with the fact that there needs to be a certain amount of black people. Uh, like, how should we divide that? Does there need to be 100% black people? Uh, 50? Like, what do we need to do to make you happy, uh, celebrities? And I, I disagree with the premise that it should matter who's on the board based on color. Mm. That's not supposed to matter, but... Everybody thinks that matters. So why can't they just put some black people in? <laughs> they could do it tomorrow if they wanted. They could do it right now. They're, they're acting like this takes a long time. And I, I just don't understand that, you know, whether it has to be removing people, if they have to keep that same total number, or if they're going to add additional ones, kind of like pack the court. You know, this, this would not be difficult to do. I agree. So you just kind of wonder what's going on. They're like, oh, this is a process we have to go through. And they, they say that it's long overdue, and yet they haven't done anything and are not doing anything. <laughs> and, and it's like it's going to take a long time to do it. To the point that Tom Cruise is returning his, uh, mm -hmm. his awards. And apparently he doesn't like to get involved with political matters. And I think that's true. I really haven't heard him much mm -hmm. in the past. So... Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird one. You could donate them to the Church of Scientology. That's true. They could worship at its feet. <laughs> I was like, I'll take it. Is it worth like? Is it worth any money? I'll take it. Probably. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, I've been deserving one for a long time, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cross out the name, put your name on it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a little factoid I just wanted to give about Mother's Day uh, that I read, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, President Woodrow Wilson set Mother's Day as the second Sunday in May, urging Americans to display the flag as a public expression of our love and reverence for the mothers of our country. 
and this was in the New York Times in the nights or in 1914. Mm. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that it was Woodrow Wilson. Mm. He's yes. a terrible president. Start of World War One. Yeah, like he he uh, I think he wrote a book or yeah he studied a textbook. Did you get to see this whenever you went to that museum? Um, he studied a textbook where it had black people in it, and it literally depicts him almost as apes. Mm. Yeah, he was racist, mm. but a Democrat and a progressive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Glenn Beck has in his office a the front page of the newspaper announcing his death. <laughs> really? <laughs> he has that. He's like, I had to find it, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, just up there. Woodrow Wilson, President Woodrow Wilson declared dead and all that. And he's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, Columbia can't stand him. Okay, this was interesting to me as well. Um, yeah, basically just the fact that certain people are attracted to cities. Uh, so this was from the uh, Morning Brew. Midside City, or no, I think Wall Street Journal. Midside cities are attracting new workers and companies. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, cities such as Greenville, South Carolina, uh, De- is it Des Moines? Des Moines. Des Moines, okay. Iowa and Provo, Utah, had been quietly building out vibrant economies in the shadow of bigger metropolises. During the pandemic, they have drawn workers and businesses with large and affordable homes, ample access to outdoor space, and less con- uh, congestion. The cities also have a mix of high-tech jobs and old-line industries that turned out to be more resistant to the downturn. And, yep, they came through the year with fewer job losses and service cuts and made quicker recoveries. Mm. So we've kind of seen it. A lot of Mm. people coming to Texas uh, from California. Also, have you noticed lots of license plates Mm. of all different states and i just don't remember seeing as many before mm-hmm. like i'm seeing new york license plates all the time georgia louisiana which that's close so that's mm-hmm. understandable florida mm-hmm. um I, i've seen a few new mexico but i i just feel like i've been seeing more lately mm-hmm. so people are mm-hmm. moving kind of to our area i was just thinking on that article well with some of the very large, it seems like most large metropolitan cities, so the big ones, tend to have more liberal governments. And, of course, they had a lot of policies that were strict lockdowns. And, you know, so that could in part explain why the mid-sized cities did better, you know, in terms of coming back from COVID and not suffering as much uh, setbacks. Yeah, maybe so. Um, yeah, and even, yeah, it's kind of funny. Elizabeth and I were having a conversation with a guy today, and he's very much left-leaning. He was, obviously he's here. He's in this area, very conservative area, and he was just saying that. He's like, I really love this area, but obviously I'm not a fan of the politics and all that. And he had been living in a left-leaning area. Mm-hmm. And... I was just getting a little frustrated listening to him, you know, because I was just like, he, he was saying kind of his utopian society in his mind is a, he's like, I love small towns, uh, but I want to find like a small town that's more with my politics. And I was like, listen to me, that doesn't exist. Do you understand? Small towns, 
They like freedom <laughs> and they like lower taxes. Do you want to know who imposes higher taxes? Democrats. Do you know where Democrats are? In cities. <laughs> you will never get what you want. And I was trying to explain it to him and he's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I was like, you don't get it. And, and you think you can find that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, that's why everybody starts moving to these small towns. I was like, people like you, they start moving to these small towns because they think they can make it what they want it to be. Mm. And they'll just start voting blue, voting blue, voting blue. And then it will be the small town that's left leaning. And I was like, that's not what happens. It just becomes what they wanted to flee from. Mm. And then they move to another place and do it again and again. And he really couldn't argue with that. Mm. They never learn. They never learn. It, it is nuts to me. Yet they want the ideals. They want the freedoms. They're mm. desiring the freedoms. Mm. But they don't understand. You can't have it both ways. It'd be interesting if you could. They want the freedoms, but they also want the regulation and the control that would take them away. So it's conflicting. It is. The freedom and the regulation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The high taxes. The yeah. you know, heavy-handed government. That, that's not freedom. No. So. It, and we want freedom. And then they even think, well, you guys were the ones that weren't allowing um, homosexual marriage and all of that. And I was like, well, what? You think that you guys are fighting for freedom? Where do the homosexuals typically go? The blue cities. Mm. Where is everyone fleeing? The blue cities. Mm. So what? Where, where did you come from? <laughs> the blue city. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. Right. There's something about the fact that you vote biblical, you you do things a biblical way, it's a nicer place to live. It's mm. a better place to live. It's amazing. It's, I don't know, it must be God or something. <laughs> they like the end result, but somehow they're trying to pretend they resist the government that would create it. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all these people from California, I'm not too, too afraid of it because I, I think that they are learning and a, a lot of them were conservative to begin with and mm. that's why they fled so quickly. Mm. So I, I know that for sure. But, yeah, he was even saying that he thinks in 10 years California will be red. Mm. And I was saying I don't think so because mm. all the people that are staying are these like wannabe Hollywood actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. And so they're just starving themselves out there, <laughs> staying in their homes. Those are the last ones to leave. Yeah. Because they somehow believe in it more. Yes. They're not willing to let, let go of it, reject it. So, yeah, they're the holdouts. So that's what's left there. That certainly isn't going to be read anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, there's a girl that I watch on YouTube, uh, Sarah Dietschy, and she lived in Grapevine, uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. And then she really just wanted that New York lifestyle. So she moved to New York. She had been living there for a few years. She she does very well on YouTube. And she has a, lots of brand um, partnerships. So that helps fund her lifestyle as well. And she has done videos showing the apartments that she's lived in throughout the time like $3,000 a month and they're so small. Mm-hmm. The the rent or what you could live in for 3000 a month here in Texas. And mm-hmm. she knows this because she was from Texas. Mm-hmm. And she even, you know, she showed her office space and it's this really like small 
office that and she never mentioned how much she paid for that i know she did not want to mention that because people would you know put in the comments already enough like you're wasting your money blah 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 and it was just a stupid office mm. <laughs> and the whole time i would watch her videos and there was nothing in me that was jealous of her because part of me does aspire to have um you know my own office one day things like that like that that seems cool but the way she's doing it is so stupid so and the amount of money that she would just spend and spend and spend uh, trying to get the stream. And she would always try to justify it by saying, um, you know, the you're in New York City. You're in the hub. The friendships that you make here, the partnerships you can make. Um, this is where businesses are happening and all of that. And I just, I was like, nah. Sounds like she was trying to convince herself. Yep. That's what it was. <laughs> totally. And so COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And all the friends eventually leave. She even had some videos where she was like, yeah, I'm really getting sick of people that don't live in New York talking about what New York is like. You don't know what it's like. She was trying to defend it, stand on her last leg. Yeah. But it was boring there. She couldn't barely go outside at all. She couldn't do anything. And it was totally pointless because the whole point was all the people were there, blah, 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 every other stupid excuse that she made. Mm -hmm. And so eventually she left. And they moved to Texas. Back to Grapevine? I, I think they're very close by. So wow. they're somewhere in Dallas. And she even did this video. It was really interesting of uh, Zillow comparisons on what she was looking at in New York versus what she was looking at in Dallas. You know, Dallas is expensive to live in as well. Mm -hmm. But what you could get in Dallas, it was way larger, mm -hmm. much nicer the New York stuff she was looking at was like a million dollars. It was seriously a million dollars, which I was, in my mind, I'm like, I didn't realize you made that much money. <laughs> She's got, she doesn't even have a million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. Yet she somehow could pay that. It was weird. Um, but Maybe with a mortgage. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. that's probably it. But yeah, I think she has this huge apartment now in Dallas and she has this huge office space in Dallas with multiple rooms. Mm -hmm. There were not multiple rooms in this New York office. And it's just crazy um, how she's had to do this whole... Imagine if she had just started in Texas. Right. If she had just started there. Hopefully she was leasing in New York and didn't lose her shirt in the oh. sell-off because when a lot of people left, prices went way down. You know, even questions if she had a longer-term lease, breaking the lease... Anyway, I think a lot of people have gotten burned over all that's occurred in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll finish after the story. But um, there was another team. It's this comedian, and they have a podcast. and so. But there's a whole team with it. So <laughs> apparently, you know, the, the main guy's like, you know what? I'm sick of this. We're going to Florida. And the other guy, his co-host, had just leased a new beautiful apartment that he had saved up so much money for oh. this was like the dream apartment and he just leased it and so he they were all laughing about it but he was just like this is awful <laughs> he's like thanks thanks a lot of course now you have to decide this well you know just another factor which should be so obvious is taxes and when you compare them uh, florida and texas look pretty good so oh, yeah Oh, yeah. You know, you can get tired of, you know, paying above your 50% uh, rate when you add in all the state 
municipal uh, local taxes. So that gets old after a while, and it, it really do, does look better in these southern states. Yep. So true. So, um, all right. Okay, and then this was just one more thing. The average price paid for a uh, pre-owned vehicle in April was $25,463. And that's about $2,800 higher than in the same month last year. And this Mm. is according to J.D. Power. So it was a record and the first time ever that the average used car price had exceeded $25,000. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I've, I know there's some issues with China and, you know, of course, because of COVID factories being shut down uh, that have maybe some key parts and chips and things that might um, restrict the new car market. So that I think a lot of folks going for the used, you know, so there's just a pent up demand for good used cars and it's just driving the prices up because there's a shortage and uh, increased demand. So that's exactly what I think is happening. And it's a difficult time to have to buy a new car. Oh yeah. If you got your car, keep it, hold mm-hmm. on to it. And yeah. There, you know, you could be tempted, Hey, we'll offer you this for your car. Wow. That's so much money. That's crazy. Well, guess what? Try to get a new car or try <laughs> to get another car and you're going to be paying these prices, which are, ridiculous you know it's really just the same situation as the housing market of course with lower numbers you know you can sell your house and get a great price but then you got to figure out where you're going to live yeah and the prices are through the roof so you know think about it twice you better shop you know looking at the new house or new car prices before you sell oh yeah yeah maybe just stay put Mm -hmm. car wise and house wise for now (laughs) (laughs) that's right Golly. Okay, so let's hit the verse. It's going to be Proverbs 29, 11. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. So I always think, whenever I read verses like this, I usually think of like Facebook <laughs> and people, they're like, oh my gosh, blah, 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 blah. This was a terrible thing that happened. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people that does that, but I'm much more... I'll just like go and vent in person and tell and just be like, yeah, so da, 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 da. <laughs> and just complain in that way. Uh, but I think it is a lot better whenever I'm quiet and I hold back like mm-hmm. what this verse says and rather I bring it to God, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my issues. Cause we all have issues and it's okay to have issues. It's, it's expected. That's life. Life is not easy. So mm-hmm. we bring it to God and we lay it before him and it's usually a lot better because he knows exactly what we're dealing with. Definitely. Yeah, the word restraint comes to mind. And I think it's something very healthy for us. Uh, talking about giving full vent to one's spirit. <clears throat> Usually, you know, it's what the Bible describes as the flesh. And so we're giving full vent to something that is of our carnal nature. And it uh, isn't good. It isn't godly. You know, so it would be one thing to give full vent to something that was godly, was holy, was righteous, but that's not what it's speaking of. It's speaking of giving full vent to very negative and potentially harmful 
emotions. Yeah, and I even notice sometimes whenever something like that is really good that happens, you know, it could be anything, and I'm just much quieter with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm not as willing to share that for some reason. So it's just like our flesh really makes us do the opposite of what we should do, um, and our flesh is us. So, you know, I'm not trying to make an excuse for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I think there was something the other day where it was like, it was really cool that it, I wish I remembered. Something happened, and I was just like, that's what I was praying for. This is a miracle. And I was just like quiet about it. I didn't mm. say anything. Mm. Well, hopefully on this podcast, we don't give full vent to um, negative, well, to our spirit yeah. in a negative way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that we're positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, definitely, if you can, uh, check out a couple of the Elon Musk clips on SNL. I think the... Some of them were perverted, but there were only a few that were funny. So, (laughs) I don't know. SNL kind of stinks, to be honest with you. (laughs) But you guys have a great day.